Welcome to I Just Don't Know, a podcast where we try to learn something new, challenge my opinions and hope to make the misinformed informed. In this special episode, I'm joined by my friend Lewis as I attempt my first episode with a guest. Exciting times. We start off with Lewis teaching me a thing or two about skating through the streets and parks of London. We then move on to a range of topics including the need for perfection, performing in front of others, being judged and the fear of failure. Listen and join us as we explore how I might have made some assumptions around these challenges we all face every day. I don't really want to do, like, introduce yourself, you know what I mean? Hi, my name's Lewis. Yeah, yeah that sort of thing. It, it seems a bit cheesy, doesn't it? But part of me wants to do that. So, for example, like Elizabeth Day, the her podcast, she goes, she does like this big spiel about, oh, this person's an actor, an author, and well, they're celebrities, though. So she can do that. Am and I she not really... a celebrity, Rob? <laughs> you, you, you can be a celebrity. Yeah. Um, when people get to know me, so Kirsty and my family and even friends at uni, they eventually start calling me out when they can see that I'm talking about something I don't know about. Yeah. But it seems like I do because of... I put it down a little bit down to like the tone of my voice and the way I say it, maybe just because of the way I... just how my voice inflects or whatever or the words I use, the accent, I don't know. Uh, but it has definitely caught me out. Um, and as a result, people have gone, oh, they've either believed me, like that is the truth. And do you know, it actually happened today. I asked oh someone... He's back at it. <laughs> even though I'm trying to do a podcast to fix it. I asked someone, okay, what's your favourite pizza at Pizza Union? Because they were going to go for lunch. And they were like, um, and I just went, what, what, what are your, what is your favourite? Because there's two I really like and one I don't. And then someone in the team went, uh, Rob, is this a, is this a test? <laughs> Did it sound like a test? It's not a test. It's just, I was, there is two that I like and one I don't like. It's the one, and she was like, yeah, I like the, the ham and mushroom one. And I like the, the pepperoni one, I'm like, good. And the goat's cheese one's not very nice. So she, but then he, again, I was like, did I really sound like that? I made that a test. And I know they're like junior, so, but. Um, but surely if you ask somebody about their favorite pizza, you don't say, oh, I'll give you my top two and my bottom. When well, you ask about your favorite pizza, yeah. it's your top one, isn't it? There's only four or five pizzas on the menu. So that's, that's, why it's, I, that's why it's that. But perhaps I framed it wrong by saying, there's two, two I like and one I don't. If you dare get it wrong, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, flip a coin and um, we'll see. When I messaged you, the the topic that I that came to mind first that I wrote down was you started skating in lockdown, like lots of other people tried to do different things, but you're still doing it. So, from my understanding of skating, actually no. Tell me why you started it, and then I'll tell you about why oh, I think it's skating. Why did I start? It's a really boring reason. Go on. I Just tell to, me I quickly I wanted then. to get out of the house, okay. and I tried it when I was younger. Yeah. Really enjoyed it, and like played around a little bit, and just thought, ah, do you know what? I have a couple of friends who want to start skating. We, we all kind of started at the same time, so we're all at the same progression level now, which is really nice, because I imagine if I did it by myself with it being such a it's quite a group activity sport even though you're doing it by yourself yeah um if i didn't have that sort of like network to begin with there's no way i'd be skating now so you went with you met someone to go 
Yeah, yeah. Kind of, who, so did you, who did you meet? Yeah. I had um, my friend Adam, who I moved down to London with. Ah, that's... Yeah. Um, we've known each other for years, mm. so it was quite nice to start with him. And, and you had he, a skateboard? I didn't. I actually bought one. Where from? Wow. Um, Skate Direct? No, it was, no, that sounds like Sports Direct. It's a rip-off of Sports <laughs> Direct. Like, I've just made it up. Um, Skate Deluxe? Yeah, it was. It was like a, it was a black and white, sort of like wavy, trippy pattern on it. Yeah. And it quite clearly said Skate Deluxe on it. And how, was it expensive or was there different uh, ranges? It was maybe like 60 quid. I, I mean, well, okay, it's, it's pretty reasonable, but it broke so quickly. Um, so quickly. Um, be, what was the top range skateboards? Not like a premium one that's like a collectible, but what was the, what could have been the most premium? I mean, one if you you're bought? buying all the parts individually, you're talking like between 60 and 90 pounds for, for the, the wooden deck, the bit that you stand on. Yeah. Then you're talking maybe like a 10 pounds. Some places give you free grip tape with the deck that you buy but you could be paying what's, like 10 pounds grip, what's the grip, grip tape's tape? like it's basically sandpaper it's just sandpaper I see skating sandpaper go um, grip tape grip that's tape. what we were about yeah <laughs> it's okay right okay. yeah grip tape is essentially okay. so you bought, sandpaper you, you bought your, your own one on skating deluxe and you went out with friends and all that oh, I want to hear a bit more about that uh, but my idea of skating, this is where I'm clearly wrong, and I made plenty of assumptions on what I think skating was because I cannot skateboard. I I don't dare do it. I think I once stood on it when I was a kid and very definitely fell off. I tried it when we were in the park back last year, very hesitantly. I definitely can't skate to the level you, Kirstie, and, and what probably and Alicia had a go at. Um, I can't do the basics of skating, but my experience of it was growing up doing uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater on PlayStation and getting good at that because everyone, everyone loved it because it was a very good game, but obviously playing a game is a very different thing. But all the tricks and learning the dialogue, uh, is it dialogue or the words for all the tricks like kick flip and they're similar to skiing yeah. slightly, but not quite... So that was all my experience, but I sort of thought it was a little bit like, a little bit like skiing, which I can do with the sort of the gliding and the balance. So the more you do it, the better you get. Mm. But I don't think it is. It's a. It seems to be a lot harder um. because you have to propel yourself rather than using gravity. So oh, actually, that's a good way of looking at it. I'm. I'm my my version of skating is that yeah i can pretend to know about it but i i don't have a clue what they're actually doing so what do you, what tell me about your first six weeks wow. of skating and where you'll build up to your first trick and what was it oh wow okay my first ever experience of standing on a skateboard because yeah, that's what i can't as an fast. adult yeah, I just got to reiterate this as an adult. As an adult, yeah. Um, because as a kid, you're you're a fearless kid. You're like, oh, I'll try anything, or at least most kids are. I was, I was a little, <laughs> I was a little bit. Um, um, I think I've really tamed into adulthood, and I kind of stepped onto a skateboard, being like, 
I'm just going to give it a go. Let's just stand on my skate, uh, my mate's skateboard. And it's quite a funny story, actually. Um, I stood on it, pushed myself very, very gently and tried to get my back foot on. Um, I fell. I mean, as everyone does when they first try, I fell straight on my backside and the skateboard flew off and hit this poor lady um, and she started yelling at me and I was like, that's it. I'm never going to get on it again. Falling that distance hurts. Why? Why would anyone do it? <laughs> it's, it's really surprising how falling, I mean, what's that? Four or five inches off of the ground when you've got wheels underneath you hurts. Well, you're falling more than that. You're falling from your your leg top of your legs downwards. That's like oh yeah. But if meter, you just yeah. kind of if you just let your legs collapse, you're going to be yeah. fine. But because you're stood on this piece of wood, it's essentially just a plank of wood yeah. on top of some wheels. You fall off of that. You you don't know which direction it's going to go because you you've got to learn how to balance on it. Okay, so you so you did so you got through the the first initial stages. You you fell over how many times? your first I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest I I couldn't tell you how many times I fell off madness okay not for me um you but then what how did it how did it click um I don't think it necessarily I don't think I think with some sports you go oh I'm good at this um and then you're like right okay I'm gonna carry on I think for me personally with skating I was just carrying on because everyone else around me was. Yeah. And if I didn't keep up, I would lose a bit of face. And I know ah. I have this attitude of you shouldn't really care what the other group people mentality, think. Yeah. But it's the group mentality. That's what keeps you going. That's why it's really good to skate with other people. Yeah. Because there will always be someone better than you. And when you're around them, you're like, I've got to really up my game. Because if I don't, I'm going to fall behind yeah i'm sure there's a word for that or there's some there's definitely psycho psychologists have looked into that the conformity yeah. trying to fit in it's the desire to fit in a little bit isn't it and mm. i think the most closest i can relate to that is skiing when you're skiing in a group and the how good people are they're going quicker it makes you go quicker and you try to keep up and then you push yourself maybe fall over um and it's like the pressure, like, oh, God, they're so quick. I need to catch up. Or they take a route that looks quite off-piece. It's a bit dangerous. So you try to do the same and you end up hurting yourself or it's, it's, it's difficult. But then in opposite, they're slow and you have to, like, sort of take the pace. It's being part of that group and that sets the tone. And so if you get yourself in the wrong group, you're in trouble. It's obviously different because you're traveling distance in skiing, but is skating... If you go to certain parks, is it more intimidating than other parks, surely? Oh, hell yeah. So which hell parks have you, yeah. did you go to in London? So I live in East London. And when I started skating, I was living in East London. And I only went to a basketball court because it was smooth ground. Yeah. Or at least I thought it was smooth ground What about all the basketball players? What are they here? Well, I mean... Who's nobody, this crazy they, guy? Funny <laughs> enough, they actually, because of the pandemic, they'd taken away the hoops from... From, oh. from the course so um, yeah, that's crazy yeah I guess I kind of picked the right sport really UK dictatorship um, at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, 
yeah, I just started skating on what I thought was smooth ground at first. And I was like, oh, okay, kind of get the get to grips with it. Um, then I got to a point where I could kind of push myself along and then get my back foot on and turn. Turning was so hard. So it's, how do you turn in general? What, it's a bit like you snowboarding. Saw? Okay. So have, you, have you ever been snowboarding? No, I haven't done snowboarding. This is perhaps, yeah, where I, again, call out my assumption. I can ski, which people say it's like snowboarding, but it's not. If it's like snowboarding and snowboarding's like skiing, Basically, I, I sort of know skiing because I can ski. And that's me being my, me again, chatting absolute rubbish. But it's, I it's mean, if you say it's like snowboarding, you've got to lean backwards. There's, there's, right? Yeah, there's a, there's a link there. I mean, in, in skiing, I assume, because I don't know, um, <laughs> you, you... Pressure. Tilt, yeah, it's like pressure on... If you want to go left, you side. put pressure on your right foot. If you want to go right... Okay, well, in that case, it's foot. completely different. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is where the assumptions come in. Um it's like um, the way the wheels turn underneath your feet is you lean backwards in order to... Oh, it depends which way you skate, actually. Um, you turn backwards for the wheels to turn towards you. Yeah. And you lean forward for them to turn away from you. So okay. if you want to... If you're standing with your left shoulder... Leading. Uh, leading, mm. yeah then you would lean backwards to turn left and lean forwards to turn right. It gets very confusing sorry, very that's, quickly. That's sort of, sort of, and you're sort of pushing on your left foot to go right because you're trying to push the... Well, if, you're, if your left shoulder's leading, yeah. you'd be pushing with your right foot. To go... Because your left foot would be at the front yeah, the of front, the skateboard. You, you don't push on your left foot to go right. No, you don't. You don't push with any of your feet. You don't push any of your yeah. feet. So that's where it's completely different. And exactly. I, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's where I probably go wrong. I try to change the pressure of my feet, and then it goes. It, you you change the pressure in both of your feet. So you go. You basically have your weight either on your heels or on your toes. Ah, uh, yeah. So that's where it starts snowboarding. Yeah. The edges and the the back. Yeah. Um. I see. Okay. So and your so your first trick. What was your first trick? Kickflip. Oh, God. Ollie. No. Do you have ollies? No, I, think I, ollies I, I, I can ollie. It wasn't oh, my first oh, trick. Is though. an ollie like just grabbing the board? No. No, an ollie is, is basically a bunny hop. Ah, uh, okay. So... I always thought it was grabbing a board. No, like I think... SSX tricky days. See, are, even I don't fully understand <laughs> what tricks there are, but I think that's what's called a boneless. Okay. It's Yeah, it's... They've got ridiculous yeah. names because the the people who created these these tricks, like um, I'm trying to think of one. I think an ollie was created by somebody called Ollie. Yeah. And everybody just coined it as an ollie um, because he was the only guy that really knew how to do it. And the people started learning how yeah. to do it, and it just stuck. Um, there are other tricks that kind of have similar connotations. Um, but my my first trick, what was my first trick? It might have been an ollie. It must have been an ollie. But I think everybody, you can't really do any other tricks before you learn that. Until you do how to jump, basically. Yeah, it's, it's how to jump. And the jumping is, do you remember the first time you tried it? I have a video on my old phone of like the first time I ever properly managed it. Mm. Um 
and looking back on it now it's it's hilarious because my form's all off i'm not even moving i'm doing it stood From standing still, yeah. yeah and i'm doing it on grass so it's easy but, to like, fall down yeah, yeah. so it's, it, if i fall it's fine it's also my board isn't going to go anywhere so realistically it wasn't my first ollie like i like to tell people it is yeah but it wasn't no it's uh okay so what what was motivating you every time you fell over what kept you getting back up and trying again and then to obviously get you to this point where you can try different things and you go skating occasionally like once a week or once every few weeks now yeah maybe more um especially in the lockdowns you're going quite a lot mm. what if you fall over you graze your elbow you hurt yourself what kept on getting you up apart from just getting out of the house which was your original motivation yeah what kept you going hmm the social social side. I mean you 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 probably you've probably had it from like other things I'm, I'm not sure we haven't really spoken about what each other did during lockdown but yeah. I'm sure you probably had a similar thing where whatever it was you were doing was some form of socializing in the most legal way possible in the most legal way possible of course yeah. we're not advocating that anyone does yeah. anything illegal but so yeah the social side and you so there was like a big group did you did you meet people there that you've not really seen since I've uh, the people that I've skated with from the beginning I've always I, I'm still friends with them I still skate with them yeah like they are they're a I'm sorry if they're listening but mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't be friends with them still had we not kept skating together yeah and it was kind of a nice thing of it was something we could do socially distanced yeah um and it kind of went from there I, I think if, if the pandemic hadn't have happened I definitely, well, I probably wouldn't have been skating. I wouldn't have had this social to go alongside of it. And that wouldn't have kept me motivated to keep doing it. Yeah. So it's, so we, we don't we don't have to do what if. What if the pandemic didn't happen? That's one. It's too big to, to, to com- Way comprehend. Way too big of a question. Don't need to comprehend that. There's no point living in what ifs. But the social side. So that means you, you, you need a bit of social in your life. Um but so there's but then there's nothing to do with the skating like getting good or getting achieving a certain number I of think, a, a certain skill level or is that yeah, not how you motivate yourself you're right you're right there's definitely this sort of uvu mentality yeah like you're only you're only as good as you tell yourself you are like if if you believe you're really bad at something you're probably going to be bad at it but if you have this sort of like positive mentality, like, oh, okay, I've fallen off, but if I try it again, maybe it'll be different. Or it's this, um, it's really, really enjoyable seeing that everybody else can do something. So say, for example, like everybody else can, can ollie. Yeah. And you're seeing everyone do it and you're like, I can't wait till I can do it. And then when you're able to do it, you have this sort of like massive endorphin rush and you're like wow all that time i spent falling over is completely worth it because i've managed to do it now and i can now kind of show it off to people and i know oh so showing off off. so that gets that i don't know that's we're we're not we're going to stop that because showing off Mm. what's 
what you like to show off. Lots of people like to show off. Everyone likes to show off. "Mm, That's not necessarily, but I think I like to show off because you want that praise that often I think comes from generally if you get praise from your parents and your close friends when you're growing up, you get bred into an area where praise equals you're doing something right, keep going. Yeah, get praise. You're doing something right, and you see it in workplaces now. When in London, I saw it at uni. But that means for those people who fail, you've done something wrong. And the whole idea and mm. the, the the general understanding now that it is actually best okay to fail, and it's not all about getting praise because some people do things to get it right, but they do it in an unethical way or they do it in a way that's actually fake or whatever. Um, Part of the bigger thing, but showing off plays a big part in everyone's life. This is you showing off in skateboarding, but where, where's that come from? Why, why do you like to show off? Because I said I like to show off because it says you get praise and therefore it says you're doing something right. Yeah, I think it's um, it is like a creative outlet. I, find, okay. I think I think everybody has everybody has some sort of creative outlet, no matter what it is. Like people, some people do pottery, some people sing to themselves in the shower. Like everyone has like this sort of like creative urge to some degree. I get that. And with skating, it's very much um, you kind of create your own style when you're skating. Okay. Like some people. Some people. Some people only do like flat ground skating, which is essentially like doing tricks on, you guessed it, flat ground. Yeah, but going um, like really quick or something. Yeah, like really quick. Or some people might be really slow and they might step off the board and do something fancy like that. It's the the tricks that you learn, you can kind of put together in a sort of like choreographed dance in a way okay. and it's this sort of like she liked dancing I, lo- oh, I love dancing <laughs> you know I love dancing Rob okay yeah <laughs> yeah. and yeah lots of people like dancing but it's okay so you, you're comparing it a little bit before sorry to interrupt your it's like a performance in a routine strictly come skating basically tell me more I wish that was a thing <laughs> that would be really cool um, I it's exactly how you say it I I think it is a bit of a performance and when the performance goes well I mean strictly come dancing for example mm. you see people when when they do really well and they get the applause and like even if they're not getting an applause and they know they've done really well for themselves it's such a good feeling yeah when they slip up they carry on don't they they get up and they just carry on the dance they don't just cut and stop yeah they, they'll they get up and just go again I think that's a nice way of relating it um, it is a bit like a performance you, you do a trick it might not work but you get to a certain level where if a trick doesn't work you haven't fallen off you've just kind of like stepped off your board and you haven't fallen to the ground unless you're really trying hard yeah um, and you can just carry on so, so comparing it again to dancing and Strictly as well, where they get uh, points mm-hmm. and they get judged. There's an element of perfection, the element of getting everything right to the T, to the to the the indented feet. But in skating, D 
did perfection and getting it right play a part in your learning or did you see it on I think the skate park definitely at first at first okay well, i guess i think why? when everyone starts something you have this this idea of what what you want out of it or what you want the outcome to be you have this like ideal version of it and when you first start learning a trick it's you have it in your head you're like oh well i've seen somebody else do it like this and i want to do it exactly like them but everybody's body's completely different yeah we all have our own different anatomy we're all riding different different skateboards um they're all tuned up slightly differently like we're all skating on different ground we're in different environments all these things play a part so it might be a really windy day and i might like pop an ollie and i might go pretty high because the wind has kind of scooped underneath the board and helped me a little bit yeah but on another day i might do it and i might fall off because i'm just not paying attention or i'm, I'm slipping with my feet there's when you first start doing it like say you have this ideal and you think it's going to go that way but when you really start to get into it you just realize that you, you do it your way somebody else could tell you how to do it but it's realistically it's just not how it's going to work you're going to you're going to fall off and you're going to be like okay maybe i need to place my foot in this other position and then and that works and you're like oh wow i've discovered something okay. yeah no that 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 makes sense in the external factors stop it from being perfect which you've recognized which is almost mm. like a, a process of realization that comes with time and experience mm -hmm. but taking those external factors out there you can't use them as a as an excuse almost <laughs> you caught me <laughs> yeah the the perfection for many like skill based is a big plays a big part uh in getting getting good mm. like people trying kicking free kicks like a hundred times and they have the thing about you've got to study to get really good at something you've got to do like 10,000 hours which takes half a life I think it's nonsense you think it's nonsense I think that's absolute nonsense okay like interesting um, and this is this is purely a bin opinion based but go for it somebody could spend 10,000 hours of doing something does not make them an expert because whatever the, if they're doing those 10,000 hours um, quote unquote wrong they're going to have 10,000 hours worth of experience that doesn't mean anything okay. quality over quantity Qual quality over quantity exactly yeah. I think that's but the 10,000 hours theory I think I don't know it in detail and I'll have to look into it a mm. bit more but they it's just that as an attempt to try and quantify how much you need to do to become very very good at something because no one really knows. Yeah, it's a how generalization, really. It's a generalization, and ten thousand hours is hard to equate because no one can imagine ten thousand hours. It's a lot of time. Yeah, that is a lot of time. It's like three and a half years or something. Like that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe less, mm. less than that. Maybe less than that. Um, but it's okay. But I think, I think I don't want you to avoid this thing about perfection because the. I think perfection does play a part in motivating people, but also demotivating people because you want to get it right. 
and when you get it right you can then show it off and when and like well, there's two different types of people people who realize it's if, if it's a little bit rough around the edges that's fine at least you've managed to do it mm-hmm. but some people will not do anything until it's absolutely pinpoint right on top in a spectrum where do you think you lie not sure <laughs> that is a not sure but I think that's because I bounce from one to the other you bounce the other but you're, you're a technical person though you do you do sound engineering podcasting and things like that generally technical people are there is you look for the right answer right yeah I think I try and I try and kind of switch off when I'm doing things like that when I'm when I'm skating it's more it's more for me sort of like getting out of my own head sort of thing okay. and I'm just focusing on skating but I do hear what you're saying and it is very much a, it's like a spectrum like it depends who's kind of around you at that point if, if there's nobody around if there's nobody I if I can tell that nobody is watching me whatsoever yeah. if I'm in a room by myself like I'm not going to care what I do like I'm just going to keep doing it okay so that so to that takes you back then, I think, to showing off. And this is uh, not just analysing yourself here, it's trying to just look at the concepts of perfectionism and showing off because they're interesting interesting areas and they're quite related to skating here, is that if you're only per- trying to be perfect when other people are watching, which is a big thing, right? Loads of people oh, relate yeah. to that, loads of people. But then you when you're not being watched you don't mind I think a lot of people are like that do you do you not think yeah I'd agree with you yeah I'd definitely agree with you but then some people aren't some people are even perfectionists when they're on their own but then that's what makes them allow them to be great allow them to get great at something often yeah. they struggle in other areas when they can't control it but that allows them to come, become great yeah um, I think there's also this sort of um it can work the other way around as well. Like if you, if you know somebody's watching, what do you, mean? you don't want to be perfect because you don't want to stand out. Okay. They, there is a, yeah. there's, there's so also the quite, flip. So that's quite that takes that's quite interesting. Look at it because my again my assumption in general, and I get this feeling sometimes when I know I'm being watched, or I'm there is someone new in the room third is watching me and I need to give a first impression I get this feeling of like I'm performing on stage and sometimes I like it sometimes I'd much rather not have it but most of the time I'm like okay just performing it's almost like ridiculous like I'm mm. literally doing things exaggerated like I know someone but there's a high chance they're not even watching do you feel like you're slowing down a little bit just to make sure that people are really following maybe slowing, not so slowing down but I definitely feel a change but that's when obviously someone is watching and I want to show off and I want to be hopefully the best version of myself I want to say the right things sometimes I go too far and try to sound like I know what I'm talking about but that's a whole other issue that I'm I've been been working on and I'm a lot better than I was when I was younger but that is what I always thought showing off and being good at something is that's what I always assumed is, is the fairly the norm but you're saying here and completely changing the view of this is that you said that we didn't want to look good so start do that say that again yeah so I think this this depends on kind of the situation or kind of the, the mood 
that you're in. Like, if people are watching me, for example, sometimes I'll be like, all right, cool, I've got this. Like, I can I can give a bit of a performance. And other times it's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do this. Not in front of people because I'm, I'm not confident enough right now. Because not confident. Okay. Can you break that down? Try to, yeah, try to understand. Yeah. I'm trying to understand so, it. I mean, obviously, confidence comes from, like, self-belief. Yes, it does, yeah. Yeah, so, like, if you believe you... you if I believe I'm good at doing an ollie, for example... Yeah. And the version of, of it being good in my head is, is, is the same as me physically doing it. Yeah. I'm probably going to have confidence doing it. But, I don't know, I might be having an off day. So my confidence is going to be low. And then I don't want to perform okay. or do do anything in front of people because it's like, all right, don't don't watch me fail, don't watch me fail, please. So you don't. So is that f- comes from a fear of failure. Oh, definitely, definitely. Okay, so the fear of failure drives the desire to get out of the situation where you have to perform. You're in, you're being watched. But the the question I have is, you said earlier about you're trying not to be perfect when people are watching. So let's say you have no choice. You have to perform an ollie. Someone's watching, you're skating. You can't just suddenly stop skating because, I don't know, you're already going. You're already moving. And then you look to the left, almost like a TV show. Look to the left and your girlfriend's there, your family's there, your grand granddad's there, your auntie and uncle, your cousin. Everyone is there suddenly. Yeah. And you go, well, I'm supposed to be doing an ollie now. I can't stop now because it's too late. Suppose you could, but this in this hypothetical situation, if someone was in this position who they're not they they don't feel like they've got it perfect, they have to perform. What is motivating them to not be perfect? Because there's a you said there's a spectrum. There's a subset of people who would try to actually deliberately fail that. Why, not, why is not that? caring what other people think? Just stop caring what other people. They think. Care, so they don't care what they think. So they if fail. If, if if for example I fall off my board, yeah, in front of a load of people, yeah, who don't know me, the thing I tell myself is, I'm probably never gonna see these people again. Okay, ever. So if they laugh at me, okay, it's a bit humiliating. It's sort of like a random person laughing at you. But in the grand scheme of things, how many other people okay. have done that? Okay, so you won't see them again. But to take it back. It's your family. You will see them again. Oh, it changes. <laughs> but I'm trying to get. I'm trying to figure out because you brought a really interesting view there. Some people deliberately aren't perfect when someone's watching them because they're only. They don't like being. They don't like. They're like show showing off. off. They don't like showing off. Yeah, I think it's this like not wanting to stand out. Not wanting to stand out. Because okay. when you stand out, you instantly become like. I don't know. Not centre of attention, but things people, that come people focus it. on you, right? Okay, the things that come with yeah, being focused on. And I, I get it. I, I understand. I've, I think I've met people like this, but it's, I've never really broken it down in a way, in this way. Mm. So that's where, no, that's really interesting. And I'm glad you brought, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, no, yeah, so perfectionism, showing off in skating, it's a big thing. And d- how does this last thing I want to talk, talk about is 
Um, how does this relate to anything you've done in the past? Like you, you, you grew up. Remind me, you grew up in and what did you did you you didn't do any skate? You did a bit of skating when you were younger, no? A really. little bit. When I was really young, I kind really of young. dabbled. I got given like a little, um, you know, like the little kids skateboards. Yeah, where yeah. they're not even really big enough to put your feet on. And was that the first time you felt these sort of these sort of things? We had to go through through these sort of. No, no. I used to be in bands um, when I was younger. When I was like, what were you playing? I was playing drums. Drums. But it's nice because you can sit at the back. You can do your performance, but nobody's really watching you. But they can hear you. you. They can hear you, which is fine. Which is fine. You make um, you make an an audio slip up. Yeah. And that's it. It's gone. It's part of the deal. Yeah, but if somebody's seen you. If someone's seen you do it, it's like it's a bit more intimate. Interesting. So you're definitely in that in that spectrum that we that people can try and relate to, where there's people that don't want to go on stage, they don't want to be centre of attention, they don't want to be seen as it's, they don't want to give any attraction to where they uh, or bring draw any attention to where they stand based on their skill. So all the way over to being the front front of uh in front of people and showing off and even if you're not that good at it that's the other side of the spectrum you want to be able to show your skill you want to be on the stage by the back yeah still on the stage some people don't even go on the stage most people don't go on stage but you want to be on the stage but at the back i think it's quite a good analogy yeah i think i think that's a really good way of summing it up because i i i I like don't get me wrong i quite like showing off not in the arrogant sense of like oh wow look at me but yeah. i like i like to show off that i can do something mm. so this is where i'm i'm i confused because i a little bit because i can tell that you enjoy showing off but then you when you do some things you don't really care about what happens and you you don't really, you're not trying to show off so it's that you, yeah two things exist in but you're 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 jumping as you said you jump between the spectrum and i'm sure lots of people are similar to that and it's okay it's okay to like because it's, i'm trying to break down why and i think we, we we said there is if you're being if you know you're being watched or not and who you're being watched by yeah i think can you remember any moments in 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 when you were playing music that you were nervous particularly nervous? every single gig i i have okay huge stage fright oh, okay um, throw that in huge yeah. huge stage fright um I mean, I've been running training sessions at work recently and I've really had okay. to pump myself up before going into the room because I know there's going to be people there expecting me to do something for them. Like, In front of how many? I don't know, like, not many people turn up to these training sessions, unfortunately. So, like, the maximum I've had is, like, eight people. Virtually or in person? In person. In person, okay. And but you- these are all people that... I've never really met before in person. So it's basically like eight strangers yeah. sat down watching you. And that pump up of getting ready for it, is that because you've got that anxiety, that stage fright that you had when you were younger that just... Yeah, I mean, the stage fright that I had when I'm younger, well, when I was younger, mm. it stayed. I th- I still have it. It's, it's I don't think it's anything that will really go away. You just kind of get used to it. I know how to deal with it. How long does it last when you do your training sessions? Because if I if I look at my thoughts on this, and I know it varies, it's definitely a, another thing that's on a spectrum of people. Um, for me, 
I ever I get worried or anxiety get anxiety about before any performance in front of anyone, but you you I actually start you start to enjoy it a little bit. The waiting is annoying. Like, come on, can we go now? Can we start? The well, anticipation. How we anticipation is really annoying. But once you're in it, you let the adrenaline just drive you through it. You get settled, and once you're settled, you just perform and you go for it. And that's how. And I that's quite I quite enjoy it. Uh, whether it's teaching in a class or talking in front of a whole lot of people or yeah talking in front of 120 50 200 people whatever the anticipation is a bit annoying but once you're on the adrenaline is so good it's a kick i enjoy it but i know i'm different some people would not even go near that yeah and what i would say to people that haven't experienced it just try it just just jump in the deep end because you'll never know if you enjoy it or not unless you do it and that that goes for everything so like these training sessions i'm doing yeah i told my manager i was like i don't really feel confident enough to do it like luckily i've the you gift, know you the know the content the, yeah i have the the gift of knowledge in whatever it is that i'm training so realistically i'm the most knowledgeable person yeah you know the, the content it's just the delivery you're exactly about. and it's this it's yeah anxious this is it's the mm. anxiety of being judged or maybe saying something wrong and then somebody else someone come coming to you with a question you can't answer it or and all of these different things go through in your head and i think for me personally the only the only thing i do to kind of turn that off is i i get in there like just before i'm supposed to start yeah so i'm so i've got no sort of thinking time i go in i sit down and I make a joke to kind of relax myself. Okay, like, so you, yeah, you humour at the beginning. That's quite common, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think I think a lot of people try to make themselves relax in different ways. Like, what what, what would you do? So it depends on the situation. This goes back, like performing in, in front, let's say, a class training session. Making humour is important because it helps people learn, helps people relax themselves. But some situations wouldn't allow humour straight away like if you're in like the armed forces or something like that um and but yeah humor is a good example but you have to be careful because if you take the mickey out of someone take yeah you'd be like oh god you can't do that well placed um, humor. being being like being taken seriously if it's on a serious topic if it's something like i don't know like mental health or something or something terrible you can't dive in like something about ukraine or the war or something you can't dive in with a joke you just can't. Oh yeah, because it's it's it so, ill placed. But so I, I'm because I've I quite enjoy it. I've 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 learned and st- even studied the adapted the different sort of structures of how to structure certain presentation skills and how to deal with certain topics. And it's still something I'm learning and coming and trying to become as the best I can at it. But yourself, actually, I didn't really answer your question. The my most important thing is getting the other people talking. And it's the same thing what I've done at work and try and teach people at work of when they're dealing with people externally and they're nervous and I'm doing like mock calls and I'm trying to get them up to speed. It's getting, try and get the other person to talk because it allows you to not have to talk, calm down, lower your blood pressure, lower your heart rate because you don't have to talk and it allows you to just listen and allows you to think of the next question by listening because when you're talking you're 
talking at such a rate you, you have no time to think of a question and you're focused so much on what you're saying you're getting sort of wrapped up and you forget there's another person listening yeah and you get nervous and you build yourself up but if you're not expected to talk you can just the attention's not on you anymore so my my advice is always questions ask about them figure out who they're who they are where they're from what how do they have anything in common simple things like if there's eight strangers in a classroom you go oh so you're from here or where are you from oh is anyone else from birmingham oh yeah you two are from birmingham you went to the same school and they hadn't even talked they haven't even realized yeah i've had that quite a few times and that's because and five minutes in no one knows really much about me but uh, everything's like suddenly everyone's friends again and realize that's what i'm actually at work and things like that i'm I'm actually quite good at that helping other people find what they have in common but i'm being a facilitator and that's what i do to try and I deal with my my bit of anxiety and that's my sort of go-to technique so that's and kind it, of your way of calming yourself down if the situation is screaming awkward like this is gonna oh, be yeah. awkward uh, or it's a situation where it's very like um, don't really know i don't to be honest i don't really know the content let's say <laughs> uh then yeah that's a good way um but yeah so that's but I didn't I, I you said you make a joke how long does that last for that sort of this is me trying I to I mean learn it's not always necessarily insight. a joke well, no, it's, no. it's more just going in with a jokey sort of like attitude and be like alright guys here we go um, let me just turn the screen on and I'll like I'll turn the screen on and be like oh I bet you didn't know how to do that <laughs> like just make it really light of the situation that we're all here yeah. just to and we're all here for the same thing and how long does it take to sort of calm down as to use the a crude word yeah basic um, word there you, you're gonna hate me again because i'm gonna i'm gonna say it depends like depends. if That's if fine. i know there's somebody quote-unquote like pretty important there yeah i'm going to be bricking it and i'm going to be really careful about the way i present everything and I'll probably be nervous throughout. I'll probably calm down to some degree and I'll be okay. But otherwise, I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Everyone, Everyone's on the same level. Like, I don't need to perform for anyone. Have you ever had a situation where you're having to perform like that uh, and someone comes along like an assessor or like the boss, the boss's boss? Thankfully, no. But um, today we had, I did a training session um, I went in and one of the managers of the people that were there was also with them and I was like okay I need to get this right because they're going to then report back report back to, yeah. to their team and this team was an external client or external no client. no this is all internal, internal. internal it's all internal so it's actually it's a lot less stressful than I'm making out because no, no, it's no, all it's, internal people. This is the whole point. We're looking at. I don't know how we've come onto this about sort of uh, yeah, performing and, and and the stress of of performing in front of others. Um, but the I think again it comes with exposure and practice and time. Yeah. Uh, so like I makes me think back to the kid my cadet days where we did a lot of teaching and a lot of co- we did some courses with the army to learn how to teach and structure things according to the army manual and structure lessons exactly the same way I think I sort of remember part of it already still and to 
past those weekend courses or whatever you had to have an assessor in there and teach the other people a, a lesson a lesson example or something like that and you but there'd be someone in the room and then when you did teaching to get your qualifications and other extra qualifications there'll be someone else in the room almost like how teachers become teachers you have that person in the room as yeah. an assessor and you get used to that stress and then when you do things like musical grades you have an assessor like being judged basically very evidently and clearly visually it's not a very nice feeling but the more you do it i think the better you yeah get. and i think swinging that back round to how we got onto this with skating yeah. and like any sort of like performative sport or whatever, anything that kind of requires some sort of performance is exposure if you're the more you do it and the more you practice in it the more comfortable you're going to feel next time you go yeah. into it it's one fact it's definitely one factor because even in if you look at like the olympics or even like Strictly come dancing final, the Olympic final, the best, even the best of the best, even after hours and hours and many, many competitions, people can still fall at the last hurdle because of just the yeah. situation itself. Even and they probably still feel the same nerves as, the as they one. did on their very first race. Yeah. I'm trying to remember uh, who, oh, there was a musician, was it a musician? That said, I still feel a bit nervous before every gig and if I didn't I'm doing it wrong I don't want to say it was Ed Sheeran it was someone else but they said that whoever it was they're right yeah you want to you want to be a little bit oh god that's going to annoy me who's who that who said that but yeah you want to feel a little bit nervous before every gig because that means you're doing you, you still enjoy it because if you're numb to it too much exposure, as we said, our theory there, um, then maybe you need to stop. But I don't know. What other, what other, what's the, what else could it be? What else could it be there? Getting used to it. Should we go back to, actually, no, go back to the spectrum idea of different people, different people. Some people will always be nervous no matter how many times they do it. Yeah. Some people will never do it because they just can't ever bring themselves to do it. Yeah. Some people will over more and more exposure will become numb to it and that's where they start to fall short perhaps i think that's where arrogance kind of comes in arrogance too. comes in yeah yeah um they're looking for the next almost thrill seekers almost thing. yeah um not to sort of bundle them in um but yeah i think overall again i think this is where where i'm learning and this is why talk to other people is so important rather than me just trying to theorize it in my in my own head everyone is different when it comes to these things like as you said showing off performing in front of other people that perfect the idea of perfection um and uh, i think what's very clear is that i have no idea how to skate but you do so i still i appreciate i'm still learning i appreciate you and i thank you for talking about it no thank you yeah.